Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Hey guys, another episode of the Believe in Padres Prospects Podcast on the Believe Podcast Network. San Diego's number one sports podcast network. Did you enjoy your two-week vacation, Wade? It was a week and a half, but yeah, it was great. Well, uh, I mean, the show had a two-week vacation. Oh, it was, uh, yeah, you know. we uh, Everybody needs a little time off. Everybody needs some vacay. We've never done one that long. We've taken week a couple of weeks off here and there, but never back-to-back like that. Uh, Mid-season, I, too. Yeah, I was just kind of enjoying the season. Like, there was no, there's no real reason for us to have a podcast you know, Joe Musgrove threw a no hitter. Like, can we just enjoy that without having to have an immediate reaction to it? I know that's kind of our job <laughs> as the podcast people, but I was just happy enjoying, you know, the Dodgers series, the Musgrove no hitter. And I didn't feel like there was anything really to podcast about. Yeah, we love the Musgrove no hitter breaking story. <laughs> I didn't think we were here to do that. But anyway, <laughs> um, just finished up the Dodgers series. We're recording this on. I'd say it's Wednesday. Yeah. So why can't we win in Arizona? What's the deal? We're cursed in Arizona. It's what is this? 11 in a row. And we're watching we're today. It's the snake inning. bit. You could say. Nice. Yeah. Uh, well, the starting pitching. I don't know what the deal is with the pottery starting pitching. Is it just us or is this happen across the league? Cause I don't really pay that close attention to everyone else's rotations. We seem to run into trouble early in games often with starting pitching. Lamette, last year it was Clevenger and Lamette. This year it's now it's Weathers and it's Adrian Morajon and it's Blake Snell not being able to pitch three innings. Joe Musgrove just did that a couple days ago where he pitched three innings and he was done. Why can't we get five or six innings? I didn't think that was too much to ask. It's still early in the season. You know, pitchers aren't there yet. Short spring training. It's it. it It'll come around. Okay. Uh, on today's show, I did write in our notes. I started these notes a couple days ago, and I just kind of add to them as we approach the show. I wrote baseball was fun again, and I might need to retract that because Ryan Weathers had to leave today early. They're losing again to the Diamondbacks. And honestly, other than the most recent series against the Dodgers and that first series against the Diamondbacks, I think the the Potters have kind of played like an average baseball team. I know they're not. I I still believe that they're a very good baseball team that will make a deep run in the playoffs. But we I think you're allowed to call it what it is right now and that they're just kind of they're playing like an average team. They're in fourth place in the NLS. Yeah, the defense still, you know, lacks. Um it seems like if we're not playing the Dodgers, we're not getting up. We're just like, eh, it's just another game and no one shows up. It's it's kind of like a uh, hangover. We haven't been in the playoffs. We've just been playing the Dodgers. Yeah, and I had a real hangover last week, so I know what that's all about. Yikes. Tatis 30, is back. 30 plus. 33-year-old thing. That's what kill you. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it took, it took a day and a half, I think. Tatis is back, but defensively, he's a train wreck. And we can, I think we're allowed to say that. I, I, every time there's a ground ball hit to short, I'm sorry. I'm, I'm worried it's not going to be a good throw. And it's usually not a good throw. So I'm right. 
Then I, I can't. Gore, uh, not Frank Gore, Mackenzie Gore. There's a report, and I don't know if this is a report. We can just call it a tweet. Andy Patton from Pitcher List said he heard from a reliable source that Mackenzie Gore is suffering from the Y word, yips, which is you know pro- one of the reasons why the Potters have been quiet about the top pot- the top pitching prospect in baseball, and that's why he's not up. You, you would think a, a, a pitching prospect of his caliber, if he were doing well, would be up at this point. This is something we've talked about a lot. He's not ready yet. I don't know what else to do. Uh, we can be patient, I guess. He's still very young. It just, I don't like hearing that yip word, and I, I don't like that the, the Padres, you know, have been known to be aggressive promoting prospects, and Mackenzie Gorgeous does not seem like he's ready at all. It's been a year and a half of not being ready, which is weird. Hey, I mean, it's all going to come down to this Weathers injury. If, if Weathers can't go, I, I think we're going to see him sooner than later. We're going to get to our interview in a minute. We've got Riley Yateman on the show. He is a international signing by the Padres this year. He's from Australia. He was the number one Down prospect. Under. Yeah, you're going to love his accent. He is the number one prospect from Australia. He's been all over their national teams, the, the 15U team, the 18U team. And he's been pitching for the Adelaide Giants in Australia. And unfortunately, he was too young to be added to their postseason roster. And, you know, he's kind of just been on the reserve team. But to be 17 or 16 uh, when he was originally signed and be on this team, you know, it's a team of grown men playing baseball. It's impressive. He's a big kid. He's 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 six foot four, over two hundred pounds. Um, is he two hundred pounds? I have to fact check that. But anyway, he's a big kid, and uh, we had a good talk. We'll get to him in a minute. But Wade first, bet online. Bet online, the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Bet online has you covered for all the news, scores, and odds. It's the best way to place your bets, and it's free to sign up. Head to the website betonline.ag or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts. Might have to place a little Kentucky Derby wager on that. Uh, could you name one horse who's running the Kentucky Derby? Seabiscuit. Okay, no. All right, let's do Riley Yateman and then we'll finish up the show. Riley, thank you so much for making some time today. Where exactly in the world are you? I know it, it seems like you're still in Australia. Is that right? Yeah, I'm in Adelaide, South Australia, in Australia. What have you been doing since you signed with the Padres earlier this winter? I guess for you, it was summer, right? Yeah, so we just finished summer. So going into winter now, but basically finished up my uh, club ball season at my local club and then Basically, had a couple of weeks off and I was in Canberra for the National uh, Under-18 World Cup. So, was there for a week and then being back for two weeks, I've been basically having a little rest time and got my throwing program and gym program from the Padres. So, I'm starting that up in a couple of days. So, they just sent you a bunch of stuff to, you know, keep in shape, like throwing stuff, um, you know, training stuff. That's They just expect you to kind of do that on your own until... What's the plan for you to come over here? Yeah, so they sent me their throwing program that they do, like what they'll be doing to all their prospects. So 
I'll be basically hopefully coming over later this year for a couple of weeks just to get my head around things and then fully be over there for the six or eight months in March 2022. Have they told you where you're going to be doing most of your, your plan? Like they, I just assume they're going to put you in the Arizona league. Have they been specific with you? Uh, they basically just said you just go to Arizona and then we'll just see what happens from there. Cool, cool. Um, before we go any further, fun fact about me, since your name's Riley, my name is Ryan, but when I was very little, I either couldn't say Ryan or it was just easier for me to say Riley. So I went by Riley for the first uh, few years of my life. <laughs> Do you have a fun fact about yourself like me or a useless uh, dumb fact that you, you want to share with anyone listening? Uh, no, I don't have anything. Nothing? You don't have one weird thing about you um, I don't know, that people are surprised by or you know when they meet you like your friends would make fun of you for this well one thing uh oh there's one where i write with like just like writing stuff i write with my left hand but throw my right hand okay right left do you do anything other what way do you bat do they bat in australia i don't know if you guys are used to batting yeah i hit right handed and then like with our afl when I'm just having a kick with my family and that I can kick left and right. Okay. So semi bidextrous, semi ambidextrous. Yeah. <laughs> okay. That's pretty good. But you're not, uh, there's a couple guys who I'm, I'm blanking on their names right now who, who throw both ways. Have you ever considered trying that? Uh, when I was younger, uh, my dad was saying that I used to throw left handed while I did right handed. But then over the years, I've just gone to right hand. Okay. And it, I mean, it's worked out pretty well for you so far. I, I guess. <laughs> yeah, it's worked out extremely well. <laughs> were you, uh, were you being courted by a lot of major league baseball teams? I, I know maybe we can't be too specific, but um, did the Padres stand out for any special reason? Maybe they were just the team that was calling you and bothering you the most or what kind of attention were you getting from major league baseball? Uh, I was definitely getting like a lot of, like communicating with a lot of other teams, but some teams are just just like talking just to get to know me. But basically, Padres um, saw me at the under fifteen World Cup in twenty eighteen, and basically, I would say November last year, they gave me my first offer, but it was an offer that we didn't want, so we just kept on saying no, and basically, they just kept on basically just begging for me, so. Then we found that like deal. The Padres front office. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> low ball offer after low ball offer. We'll we'll get there eventually. Um, yeah, basically. They're pretty active. <laughs> they're pretty active in the, the international market. Um, I thought it was interesting that you're the number one, or according to the Padres at least, and everyone has their own board of international guys, but you were the number one prospect coming out of Australia for them. And they also signed the number one prospect, uh, Victor Lizarraga. I don't know if you've been paying attention to the other guys, but uh, the number one prospect out of Mexico and you're both the same age and you're both uh, pitchers. So I thought that was interesting. Have you had a connect, a chance to connect with any other guys that were signed and do you see a potential budding rivalry with the number one guy from a different country? Uh, not really. We're basically there to do the same thing, just trying to get the big leagues. So we're basically just being, we'll just be helping each other, just try and get our goal. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, that makes sense, but uh, I always found it more fun 
not that I am, I was ever on the level that you were at or are at now, but I would have rivalries with my teammates. So I would want to make sure that I outperformed even, you know, rec league ball or uh, we're playing pickup or something softball league. Um, sometimes my biggest rival would be my, my best, my best friend. Is that something that you had growing up or were you um, more focused internally or, or what would you say like your, your driving forces when you're playing? Uh, definitely when I was younger, my brother was in my team. So we were always competing during games to get the most hits, most plays, like most strikeouts. But over the years, um, basically I've been like focusing on myself, not like trying to have like fun with like the competition during the games because I knew that like there'll be a point in time in my career that I need to be focused for like when I get signed or basically like go to college or anything. So basically that was it. You've been pitching with uh, the Adelaide Giants, right? For the last, how long have you been with them? Uh, this is my first season this year. Okay. And you're on what they call the reserve team, I guess, or like the taxi squad team. Yeah. So basically I was two, you have to be 17 to play in it. And the first series, um, I didn't turn 17 until February the 12th. And they didn't really know the rule about that. So I went over to Brisbane and, uh, they found out halfway through our flight that I wasn't eligible to play. So basically that night after training, the whole coaching staff and the GM pulled me aside and was like, unfortunately, you can't play this week, but we'd love like you to still be here sitting on the bench and like with the guys, a bunch of like guys from the Phillies and all different organizations and like older guys. Nice that the GM uh, was aware of that before bringing you on board. But um, yeah. did are there a lot of are there other guys close to your age at least, or are you mostly playing with uh, older men? Uh, basically, older men. There was um, a couple guys who were like twenty, like early twenties, but that's basically it. There was a couple guys that were like early thirties, but I was happy to work with them. They all played college or they're in professional right now. Is it? I don't. I'm not too familiar with the rules in Australia. I, I know we do our winter ball down there, and we send a few guys. But what are the rules with uh, you know guys from the states coming over there to play to get more playing time? Do they have rules regarding you know foreigner players? Um, is it is it loaded up with just Australians? What's what's the 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 mix like for for an average team in the Australian league? Ah, uh, it's pretty like half and half. Like we get guys from like other states in Australia to come over and like you get your um, professional guys that are from Australia, they'll join the teams. But this year we had, I would say maybe 10 or yeah, 10. So like prospects from America that came over. Anyone that we might be familiar with or there are guys that, um, I don't know. Was there were there any names that you recognized or uh, or not? Uh, we had someone from the Padres called Grant Little. Yeah, I remember an Grant outfielder. Little. <laughs> yeah, yeah so I think he went to Texas A and M. If you nah, sure Texas can, Tech, I'm pretty sure. Texas, Texas Tech. Tech, I'm pretty sure. Okay, but yeah. he was he. But we told him basically that we got a contract from the Padres, and he was telling us like how their minor league system's like really good, how they love right-handed, tall right-handed pitchers, so. He basically helped us because he has been in the system for a couple of years now. So 
he helped us along. And if we had any questions about it, we just asked him. That's cool. I remember Grant. I remember when he got drafted. Uh, yeah, he had he had some good prospect pedigree a couple of years back, and um, has been a top ranked guy in the system for a while. What has yeah. been your uh, what's your familiarity with um, the pot? Maybe just the Padres, but also Major League Baseball in general. How how big is it? You know, in your life or you know, in Australia, do people care? Uh, have you just been a baseball guy, and Major League Baseball wasn't a thing you you thought about or were, were a fan of? Um, just what's your general familiarity with it? Uh, definitely, like, as you're younger, that's all you watch on TV, like, or YouTube, watching, like, MLB highlights, or just watching the games, and then, like, you just think, you just think to yourself, like, that could that could be you one day, like, out there with lots of fans, like, playing the game that you love. So that was definitely one of my options with I can- signings that I always wanted to do it. Yeah. I can think of a few, well, off the top of my head, I know a few Australian guys have come over and had a lot of success. One guy that I, I just, the only guy I can think of now is Grant Balfour, um, who was a reliever for a long time. Do you have any Australian like role models that you look up to uh, that have pitched in the majors or have been in the majors at all? Uh, definitely Josh Spence, who was with San Diego when he, during his career. He was our Adelaide Giants pitching coach. So it was definitely good to work with him over the winter, uh, summer here and like the way that he controlled the game when he was in the bigs and probably Liam Hendricks who's playing with the White Sox right now. Yeah. Just another Australian that is loving it over there so and loving playing the big league. So it's a, it's a good opportunity that Australians get as well. What would be, you know, for someone who doesn't know a lot about your game right now. I, I I've only you know read reports. I've seen a couple of videos of you pitching, but you're you're still kind of going to be an unknown to fans and even prospect nerds who who follow the Padres. You're going to be an unknown until you get over here probably and start you know playing in games here, uh, even in Arizona League. We'll pay t- we pay attention to the Arizona League quite a bit. But um, what would you say is your you know just like a brief scouting report? Like what do you do well? What do you hope to improve on? Um, what what are the things that kind of define your your repertoire? Uh, well, I got three. I got a fastball, curveball, changeup, and uh, I love going to like my curveball um, in like just like one one counts or like even for a first pitch strike. Um, basically, like I've been starting to learn a two seam, so I want to add like a fourth pitch in and basically just learning the way that the Padres. Um, work with all their pitches and like with like guys that like in the big leagues now like uh, you Darvish now Musgrove and all that just the way that they work and how I could hopefully like look up to them when I'm over there has there it's it's good that you bring those guys up because I mean those are some amazing pitchers and has there been a guy on the team uh, right now or maybe even in the past that has caught your eye and you thought I wish I could do some blank similarly to what he can do or um, just any thoughts you might have, like if you're reading about the players or the team or you're watching the games and like, I, I wish I could do that or I wish I could learn how to do that from him or is it anything like that for you? Yeah, definitely Musgrove, the way that he can use his slider in like any count, even if it's three, two, like the way he can just use it any count. And like, that's what 
hopefully I want to bring to the pod. I can use my like my any pitch in any count. I've noticed. Uh, I was just listening to the radio today. They brought this up too. Chris Paddock has been hanging out with Joe Musgrove a lot, and I'm not, not sure if that's going to rub off or not. Or or has Musgrove, you know, learn been learning from Snell and Darvish? How, how does this all work? Um, it'd be it'd be great to be a, a fly on the wall and have on those conversations in the dugout when those guys aren't pitching. You know, what are they watching? What are they talking about? Um, a lot of it has to do with the catchers too. I bet are there are, have there been any you know catchers that have uh, talked to you about you know things that you can improve? Do you you trust your catcher a lot, or do you think uh, right now that you probably know your stuff better than anyone else? Because I know Victor Carantini has been credited a lot with uh, changing some of the the pitch mix for guys, especially like Joe Musgrove leaning on off-speed pitches more um, like in, in Musgrove's no hitter earlier this year. Like he threw an obscene amount of, uh, of breaking balls. Um, I don't know. What, what are just your thoughts on that and working with catchers and trying to find the right pitch mix to, to bring the most out of you? Yeah, definitely. Um, over the, basically the catcher that I've been thrown to this year, my club ball, we've basically, he's been my catcher since, my first year basis, so we've gone up through every grade with each other, and he—he's definitely learnt more about me over the years than I've learnt, like more about him the way that he decides like what pitches to choose and that. And you think that I mean, is that going pretty? Is that something you plan on staying with uh, during the rest of your career? Or how do you how do you see this playing out? Yeah, I definitely hope this keeps on going through my career where I can just like trust my catcher and. Um, like just trusting of what pitches I can throw and like what he thinks and like he can help me if I'm um, my glove side's like fading away or something like that. Like he can he can have like control of me and tell me stuff without the pitching coach. Mm-hmm. Have you ever, have you ever been to the US before? Yeah, I went over there for the Caribbean World Series in Baltimore, and then in 2018 we did a little uh, week at. Um, Atlanta, Georgia, at the Perfect Game facility. So we did a week there, just training and games before we went to the World Cup in Panama. Yeah, you've had a pretty accomplished amateur career. So uh, yeah, I forgot you've probably been traveling quite a bit for stuff like that. Have you ever been here for non-baseball activities? No, nah, not so far. Is there anything that you're looking forward to doing when you get here? Maybe not in Arizona because other, other than playing golf, I don't know if there's a lot to do in Arizona, but um, just, you know, maybe in San Diego or is there anywhere else you want to go when you're, when you're here and, and anything else you want to do? Uh, basically just like seeing the sites around America, like going to different States and just like the way that they live out there compared to Australia, just like learning and just trying all sorts of new food. Driving's, uh, you're on the wrong side of the road, aren't you? Or I, I get those confused sometimes. Yeah, we're on the other side of the road <laughs> to America. <laughs> uh, that might be an interesting thing to have to adapt to. Do you plan on driving? Well, I guess you would have to. Yeah, if you're going to be here for a while, um, you know, probably splitting your time between here and Australia at least to, for a few years. And are, are you looking forward to learning how to drive? <laughs> yeah, definitely on the other side of the road would be a lot. It would be probably scary my first couple of times, just thinking of. This is a side that I'd, cars would normally be coming at me if I was in Australia. So, big, quite scary for the first couple of times, but once I get used to it, it'll be fine. I went on a 
trip to Ireland a few years ago with some friends and we were there for a long time. So we rented a car and luckily I didn't have to drive, but one of us did. And, um, we got the insurance on the rental car. We'll put it that we, we got some dings on that car. Uh, <laughs> it's, it's scary. I don't, especially parking, parallel parking where everything's opposite. I know you're still pretty young, a young driver, but parallel, parallel parking is hard enough. And then you make it on the, everything's the opposite of what you're used to. Uh, that's a challenge. So I, I don't envy you having to learn all that stuff, but, um, yeah, hopefully not. Cool. do you golf at all? This is, this is golfing country out here. I don't know how much access do you have to it, uh, in Adelaide? Uh, we got a couple, we got a, we got a couple of golf courses, but uh, I'm not really that good. I just normally stick to the driving range and just smash the hell out of the golf balls. And basically that's it. Well, if you're going to be a pitcher, I think you're expected to learn how to golf at some point. Yeah, I probably will <laughs> over the next couple of months before I leave. Awesome. We'll we'll make sure to track your progression uh, over the years uh, with golf. Uh, we'll check <laughs> we'll check in with you once a year and see how your golf game is. Ah, too easy. Um, anything that you want to promote? I know you have a YouTube channel. Are you still adding stuff to that? Ah, uh, yeah, definitely over the next couple um, weeks with my throwing program starting on May fifteenth. So there'll be some more videos going up, just how my progress is going. And you're, are you pretty active on Twitter? Your Twitter handle is Riley Yateman. That's Y-E-A-T-M-A-N. Um, I know you found us. Have you been, have you been finding other Padres Twitter people out there? There, it's a pretty interesting group. Yeah, they've, they basically be coming to, they'd be basically sending me messages saying like congratulations <laughs> and like when I first signed. That's got to be pretty cool. Has anyone yeah. else, have you been uh, approached for any other you know, interviews, podcasts, radio? Uh, I did a lot of um, radio, like live streams here in Adelaide, but that's basically it. The, they'll find you eventually, don't worry. Yeah. Uh, and then, you know, you're going you're gonna to get the Believe in Padres prospects bump too. So I expect a few more people to follow you in the next coming days. Yeah. Awesome. Well, Riley, I really appreciate you coming on. The time difference makes things a challenge, but uh, you were very accommodating. So I appreciate that. And I hope we can connect with you again once you're here in the States and once you're playing in some games, maybe we can get a, uh, an update from you um, in the off season after, after you get your feet wet here. Yeah, too easy. All right, that was Riley Yateman. Appreciate his time. And uh, I encourage everyone who listens to the show, including Wade, to go follow him on Twitter because I think he could use the... Pottery's prospects podcast boost, you know, get some extra followers. We love, we love our prospects. We should follow all the prospects if they have Twitter. So before we leave though, Wade, I did want to talk to you about just a couple things, you know, that possibly worried about. And then a couple things that were possibly jacked up about. So calling this the worryometer versus the jacked upometer, if that makes sense. Uh, where are we at on Tatis's defense, worryometer wise? What, where, what are you ranking one to ten? How scared are you about Tatis's defense? Two. Two. You want to elaborate? I think. I mean, what was it in the A Rod game? A Rod was explaining the low spring training. We like A Rod now. We like A Rod's analysis now on this show. We've always liked A Rod. This Oof. has been a this has been a pro A Rod podcast, especially <laughs> when he's uh, when he's hyping up Tatis. It is absolutely not a pro A-Rod. He was dreadful. He's he's always been dreadful as a as a broadcaster. 
he's fine. And Matty V like brings him in. Matty V knows what he's working with. He's like, and a multiple and, cheater. He's he's openly admitted to cheating and multiple times. Yeah, but who didn't? You know. <laughs> Uh, Tony Gwynn never cheated. That we know. Look at Caratini hustling around. That's a uh, Hassan Kim, our boy with a an RBI double, tied the game two two. Look at this, Kim. Anyway, Are we back. Is, is so, baseball fun again, Ryan? <laughs> I think baseball's fun again. If you if you've never realized listening to this show, we are prone to uh, wild mood swings in how we feel about the Padres. Which is not great for a game that's played every single day and 462 games. But oh, there's is a bobble, so that's going to be a single and error. I was I was half paying attention. Anywho, give him a double. So you're at, you're at a two. Um, yeah, I have to agree with you. I'm I'm probably at like a three, uh, only because when he first came up in his first rookie season, he played 80 something games. He had similar defensive problems. And he made adjustments and was really good last year. I thought he was, you know, top, you know, five, six shortstops. He's one of the best arms as a shortstop. But uh, if that arm's not always accurate, it doesn't do you a lot of good if you have a strong arm. So only because he's had this problem before. And so far, the of the three years he's been playing, two years he's been bad at defense, and one he's been really good at defense. Uh, it, the, the, the numbers add up in the wrong direction. But... Um, I'm confident he'll figure it out. So, so yeah, with that arm, he's got to figure it out. He'll figure it out. Next up, we'll we'll switch over to uh, the jacked upometer or jacked upometer. Joe Musgrove, we bought in on him as a you know we were happy to add depth to the rotation. We weren't sure what Denelson Lamette was going to do. We weren't sure if Mackenzie Gore was going to be ready. Joe Musgrove was like, okay, we we think we can squeeze a little more juice out of this guy as a as a number four starter get more out of him than what Pittsburgh got. We think he's trending up in the right direction. And he and Caratini have gotten along uh, beautifully, and they've uh, changed his pitch mix a little bit. He's thrown the slider a lot more, the fastball a lot less. Uh, I think Joe Musgrove is the third best pitcher on the staff. I don't think it's that close. And he could be a valuable piece in a, in a playoff series, which I wasn't sure was going to be the case when we signed him. But he definitely looks like, you know, on most teams he'd be – you know, a, a number three, number two starter minimum. I think on most teams, he's a one or two. Well, it depends on how bad the team is, but um, I think he's the top, you know, if you play fantasy baseball, there's, you know, rankings of, you know, top 30, top 40, top 50 pitchers. Like those kind of numbers are in your head for starting pitchers. Like where you would rank you Darvish, you Darvish, like off the top of my head for fantasy is like a top seven, eight starting pitcher. Um, Joe Musgrove, I've been hearing on my fantasy shows is like a top 40, top 35 starting pitcher. So yeah, he could be an ace on other staffs. You're right. All right, Wade, let's talk about our new sponsor to the show. Just live support for our podcast is brought to you by just live a trusted source for high quality wellness, CBD products created by athletes just for you. I have some trouble sleeping. Do you have trouble sleeping, Ryan? Yeah, a little bit here and there. Well, that's why Just Live, Just Live came out with the new CBD gummy line. They have six different flavors and functions, including sleep, energy, focus, immunity, calm, and vitamin C. Plus, they're vegan and low sugar. Just Live was founded by professional athletes Clay Thompson, Alex Morgan, Travis Pastrana, and Paul Rodriguez because they wanted to create a CBD product 
that they could trust and stand behind. If you need support with sleep, focus, energy, stress, or immune health, I highly recommend giving these a try. Right now, if you buy one, you get one of their new gummy products. You get one free. There are six different benefits to choose from, and instead of just choosing one, visit JustLive.com and use code SUPPORT to buy one, get one free. Buy one, get one free of the new gummy line with code SUPPORT at JustLive.com. That's buy one, get one free at JustLive.com. Use code SUPPORT. Back to Worryometer. Are we done with Tommy Fam? <sighs> this is a tough question. He doesn't stay healthy. He doesn't stay healthy. He's he's actually at bat right now. This is funny. He's betting uh, one sixty nine. He, he has periods nice. of, of. Yeah, you love that. He just hit a hey, base hit. That's going to score Kim. Oh, they hold Kim. Jeez, let the boy run. Uh, he he has periods of time where he looks pretty good at the plate. He has a really good approach. We like how he gets on base. He's he's not going to hit for much power. We know even in a good year, he's not going to hit for a ton of power. And I think the legs are gone. I don't think he's going to steal a lot of bases anymore. We bet the under on that. We're feeling really good about it. I I don't see a huge upside here. Is it? And he's in his you know early thirties. Uh, the guys like that don't just get better. This isn't two thousand two anymore, where guys just improve after thirty. Uh, his body's not super durable. So I just in a contract year, uh, you think maybe sometimes guys perform better in contract years because they're expecting to get paid. I think this this might be it for Tommy Fan, honestly. I think some team will pick him up, but I mean, it's, it's it for him in a Padres uniform. That's for sure. It's going to be it for him making, you know, he's not going to be making $10 million a year anymore or whatever he's making. Not, not even close. He'll be making like the veterans minimum. And all those pictures where he's posing with dogs for the calendar. He looks miserable. You're, you're holding a puppy, man. <laughs> I have look happy. You're holding yet. a puppy. <laughs> you can't you're, be mad. You're from last puppy. year. Uh, he looks like he's forcing a smile. He's like, get this thing off of me. That's what he looks like. The people know what I'm talking about. Google it. Um, Tatis just knocks in. Kim, we're up 3-2. Baseball's fun again, Wade. We were just baseball talking about how much fun baseball fun is. fun again. And Tatis fucking rules. The Potters are good. <laughs> he does. We can play in Arizona, right? It's a hitter's ballpark. Uh, last worryometer. Loves- Chris Paddock, worryometer. So he just had a so-so outing. I actually thought he was pretty good for most of the outing. He didn't get any help defensively. And then he gave up a big home run, which was absolutely crushed. Other than that, I thought he was okay. Uh, what is, it? is it StatCast that does the spin rates? His spin rate was up above what it was when he broke out his first year with the Padres. Higher spin rate for him on the fastball means that he's getting more upwards movement on the fastball. That's kind of how his fastball works. The higher the spin rate, the more upward movement it's going to be. And uh, when it when it has lower spin rate, it kind of just flattens out and it's a much more hittable pitch. So the velocity's been up. The spin rate is back up again. Uh, I thought I saw he was dropping in a couple curveballs. I'd like to see more curveballs. I know it's not his best pitch, but, you know, Caratini was calling for the curveball and he was throwing it for strikes. Uh, I think there's some things to be optimistic about with Chris Paddock. And, you know, we're not expecting him to be a number one anymore. This is in 2019. So... What is your, I, I just made the case for, you know, patience with Paddock and I'm okay with him, but what, what's your worometer on uh, Chris Paddock? You know, it's actually the first game that I've seen him pitch this year. I seem to only miss games that Paddock pitches, but 
It's change of bullet. Usually that's an advisable thing to do is to skip those Oh, stars. yeah. It's like, oh, auto L. I'm not going to watch this. Um, it's yeah, it's I, paddock day. All right. Uh, what else? Is, <laughs> what else is on? <laughs> yeah. We'll take today off. Um, but he, he didn't look terrible. Like you said, the bad defensive. Uh, that one home run he put right down the middle. Change up like high and yeah. high right down the middle. Like everybody in baseball. You know, most pitchers, even the best pitchers. That. The best pitchers mistakes. in baseball do that once or twice a game. They make once right. or twice a, like if you're giving up solo home runs a couple times a game, that's not that big a deal. I think that was a two-run homer. So you know, it was like first thing he looked good. So that bullpen roll yeah. won any end of time. <laughs> we need we need starting pitching right now. I think pretty badly. The, the, the depth the was badly. nice, and now we're testing the depth. We're testing the depth now. So uh, I heard Lamette's supposed to make a start fairly soon, right? In the in the next week or so, that would be that. nice. So if Lamette's coming back, we don't know what the deal with Weathers is yet. It could be nothing, something or nothing. We don't know. Um, and other than that, uh, I think I think we need all the starting pitching we can get. Is is uh, Grisham rips the base hit into right field? Uh, Musgrove pinch running at third base right now. Bases are loaded. Nobody out. Um, who was on third that they're pinch running? Was it did Musgrove get on? I missed it. Oh, Fam was on third, and they just pinch ran for Fam with Joe Musgrove. I don't think I've ever send, seen that before. Send Fam to the sun. <laughs> okay, we are now we're now a, officially a pro Hosmer podcast and an anti Tommy Fam podcast. Don't at me. Or were they just so Machado? Did Fam pinch hit? What, what oh my god! I was just gonna say, is Machado gonna hit a grand slam here? Hold on, Machado just rips one in the left. I thought it could be gone, but instead the left fielder makes a dive, gets by him. This is gonna clear the bases, and uh, I hope you're enjoying the play-by-play the day after. That's a walk-up triple for Machado. It is six to two, Padres. We're good again. Baseball's fun again. Can I be the color guy for Padres Radio? I thought that was pretty good. You are getting it in real time like they are. So it's it's about it's very similar. And uh replace replace Sweeney with me. You're already better than Tony. <laughs> Tony, God bless him. Um, I think it still needs <laughs> needs a little more reps in the in the in the in the cage, I guess. The yeah. The announcer's cage. Um any of these guys are you worried about? Cronenworth, five for his last forty two, Profar four for his last thirty two. Machado has two hits today. We'll take him off. Myers, late scratch again, two for his last 23. I am worried about Profar. He, he's been asked to do a lot. He was asked to do a lot last year, and he rose to the challenge. This year, he kind of looks like the guy that we signed two years ago, who's, who's meh. Yes. I think, this is I, who he, I think this is who he is. I think, you but, know, uh, once, I do like... Once, once uh, he was just... He said Tatis wasn't doing well. Now he sees his boy Tatis is doing well. Hopefully he turns it around. They just got to have fun again, you know? It's contagious. Get a couple hits here and there. The Potters just had like five hits in a row. Like, it's contagious, you know? I, I firmly believe that. There's no stat cast data to support that. Although, I wonder if you looked. Like, how often after a base hit is there another base hit? And after three base hits, what are the percentages for a fourth base hit? Uh, there might be should we there. should we start a new stat? Make baseball fun again stat? What's that? Is hitting the is hitting contagious stat? Exactly. 
just called the funds that I don't know. How many funds did they have today? I don't know if that if we need to work on that name. We'll workshop it. Okay. Um, I think that's going to do it. So, uh, Wade, thank you for coming back on, and thank you to Riley Yateman again for zooming with us at uh, you know, at his home in Australia. Timing, we had to make that work. He was very uh, amenable to working with us on that. So, anyway, thank you to him. Thank you all for listening, and please follow the show's Twitter account at Friar Farmhands. And if you enjoy the show, subscribe. We're on all your favorite platforms: iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, TuneIn, Spotify, iHeart. You can also find us at Believe.com and at Believe Podcasts. Please leave your comments, questions, concerns, and your rating of the show on all platforms. Struggle a little day with that. Uh, it's been a while since we had to read those, so yeah. we'll get better. <laughs> you can also you find that. us at Believe.com. Did you see this? Did you read that already? I, I oh. Did oh, as I'm explaining how bad we're at, I'm leaving this in. Don't worry. You've been listening to the Believe in Padres Prospects podcast on the Believe Podcast Network, San Diego's number one sports podcast network. I'm Ryan. That was Wade. We'll do better next week. Thank God you're here. Grandma's been raped. Nathan! Toward your destination Though you may find From time to time Sure. Or sports clips, whatever you want to call it. Sport clips? I don't... I've never yeah. Sport clips gives off kind of like Hooters vibes for haircuts to me. I don't, I'm not into that. Okay. I mean, your mullet's into it, but. My mullet mullet says I'm into it, but I'm not into it. (laughs) Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. Spin your passion into a business with Shopify and break sales records with the world's best converting checkout. Let's hear that one more time. The world's best converting checkout. Shopify's legendary checkout makes it easier for customers to shop on your website, across social media, and everywhere in between. Now that's music to your ears. Any way you spin it, you can be a smash hit with Shopify. Start your dollar a month trial today at shopify.com records.